This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. So I've hacked Jimmy Kimmel's monologue for the upcoming Oscars, guys. And the first joke is, let's hear for Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper from Maestro, of course. You know, he studied Leonard Bernstein six years for this movie. Six years. Which is about how long it takes to watch Killers of the Flower Moon. (laughs) Am I right? Oh my gosh. Jimmy Kimmel, you've done it again. It's going to be there. Yeah, we know it. I have other jokes, too, but that went perfect timing. Oh, oh there we go. <laughs> Share them throughout, please. Yes. Okay, deal. Welcome to Big Song, Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last episode, our Oscar Snubs episode. Yeah, there was a lot of suggestions that were made, but before we get to those, I just want to shout out Crew Dutler on Twitter slash X, who did a poll about best barber scenes in movies, and it just made me happy. Which one? Do Biased. we know? I mean, only two people voted, so... <laughs> <laughs> and I voted for Paddington 2, the best film ever made. So, wow. Uh, what can I say? Sure. But uh, Allison Gall said, I got to go with my man crush, Adam Driver, yeah. as a snub mm-hmm. uh, for both uh, Best Supporting Actor in Black Klansman, as well as Best Performance uh, by an Actor, or Best Actor in uh, Marriage Story. Story. He'll get there. I think he'll get there. Valerie Ilguth says, Kent, I'm surprised you didn't mention Drive It Like You Stole It from Sing Street. It was on my list. I think I we all know love why that. I didn't so I was shocked. I know. Yeah. Shocked, I tell you. I'm sorry. And then Nicole D. Hale said uh, two. She, she called out two. One, James McAvoy in Split. Yep. Not getting it. And then John Goodman in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. Both, which both, both are, both are very good. Totally. It's Again, in the vacuum, you're like, why didn't they get it? And you kind of have to compare it. And sometimes you compare it and you go, I, I still don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. thank you for commenting. Thank you for playing along and suggesting snubs. Yes, yes, yes. But that's not what we're talking about today. Sort of. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Zach? We're talking about the Oscars again. Everyone's, but the current ones. Everyone's the favorite topic. The 96th Academy Awards that will uh, air live Sunday, March 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. I can't read that. It sounds like a guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at it says 7E slash 4P. So 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. I've never understood that. Why do they do that? I don't know. So people know what time to watch the show, guys. But why is it mountain on there? People don't care about the mountains. (gasps) Unless, I mean, remember when Brokeback didn't win? Snub. (laughs) Brokeback Mountain Standard Time? Now. (laughs) Is that what what we brought on? It's a sequel, actually. For the Oscar show? But yes, listener. It is time once again for our Oscar predictions episode, which some of you are like, I'm not really into it, but you are into winning things, aren't you? Oh, I like that. That's why we give a little incentive on these episodes where we are doing an Oscar ballot competition. So if you go to BaconCell.com and look up this episode, which we are 2024 Oscar predictions episode, you will find a link that will lead you to a Google form. That Google form is a ballot. You will fill out that ballot before March 9th at 11.59 p.m. That's March 9th, 2024, mind you. Mm -hmm. And we will cut you off because no one is allowed to vote on Sunday, according to uh, Sabbath law. Uh, And also because that's the day (laughs) they can sell law. (laughs) the, The Oscars air. But whoever gets closest, whoever I mean, gets the you most... you could set it for like noon if you wanted, but it's fine. Sabbath law. I don't understand Pacific <laughs> and Eastern. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. What? <laughs> and then whoever correctly predicts the most winners yeah. will win a $50 gift card Booyah. to their m- local movie theater. Mm-hmm. We will find out whatever movie theater is closest to you and try and get a gift That's card. It's like there. a whole thing of popcorn. That is. Or a, do- a dune bucket. Oh, could be that as well. Scary right. sandworm bucket. Yeah, not good. Yes. So go to baconcell.com, find that form, fill it out before midnight on March 9th, or, you know, leading into March 10th, however, midnight, you know, how that works. Uh, yeah, go there. So you Time math. You're talking about how the listener may win something. All I care about is me winning something. Okay, cool. 
right? Golden Corral. Is that what we did last year? <laughs> is Golden <laughs> Corral on the table? Golden Statue, Golden Corral. I think it has to. Okay. Gold, golden Arches. Wait, is this a one-person Golden Corral visit? That's no, a real depressing. Well, so far, I've won the last two years. So if we win one more time, I'll take all three of you. Us. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> Zach, you could win. Vegas, not because Zach. I'm Vegas. not inviting you. Yeah. Yes, because last year, Zach won. He got 19 out of 23 correct. I came in second with 18 out of 23 correct. And Kent, you came in third with 14 out of 23 correct. Because okay. Kent votes with his heart. I do. I'm yes. sorry. Which makes for better content on Bacon Sale, so I'm cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to try again, and we'll see. We'll see if we get matchy-matchy this year. Are you guys going Vegas Odds? I, I do my research where I, I pull a bunch of different sources and kind of tally up what the news is. Uh-huh. But uh, well, I, but you guys have been giving it an effort. There are like, what, 27 movies nominated for Best Picture. You guys <laughs> have seen most of them. No. Come yeah. on. I've seen like five out of ten this Seven year. Seven of, of the ten? Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I've seen 50%. Yeah, I well, so I am going strictly off of odds from uh, not a sponsor. I'm not going to mention them, but a website, and uh, I, I'm <laughs> not going to have thoughts of my own. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I basically listen, am the I am the way I, think I found that website. By the way, Zach, there's several. I am the odds that you guys are playing. You guys are trying to basically beat me. Mm-hmm. I hate how you phrase that. Yeah, but I'm in. I think I'm at. A near advantage this year, maybe to tie you. Wait, a near advantage? How? A near advantage because my heart choice is also the brain choice. Well, you say that each year. And we'll go through this. Go back and listen to all the episodes. You say that each year. I know there are some weird choices. Coda was a heart choice, and I think I went against it a couple years ago. This time, there is a movie that I would choose for probably to win every single one of these, and it might. Yes, but these Oscars could very easily fall apart as we look through the various categories. Yeah. If one movie doesn't sweep, it's going to fall apart. Yeah. Just saying. But let's, uh, let's talk quick about some Academy Award facts. Sure. The Academy Awards, like I mentioned, are going to air on March 10th, 2024, this year, the 96th are. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel is going to host for the fourth time oh. after doing it in 2017, 2018, and 2023. Remember when they didn't have a host and it was fine? Why have the ratings been going down since then? Uh, they okay. actually they bumped up a little bit Don't last year. Don't do that. A little bit. Because okay. everyone was um, wondering if anybody would get punched. Yeah, yeah, that was one of those things. Uh, but uh, I want to point out Barbenheimer. You guys know Barbenheimer? Oh yeah, Oppenheimer Best and Barbie together. Yeah, uh, received a total of twenty-one nominations: eight for Barbie and thirteen for Oppenheimer. And the two so films like... are competing against each other in six categories, wow. including Best Picture. I should mention Oppenheimer is leading the pack with thirteen nominations, the most of any. Okay, uh, followed by Poor Things with eleven, Killers of the Flower Moon with ten, Barbie with eight, and Maestro with seven. So those are like the... Maestro got seven. 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 Okay. Seven, I feel sorry for you nominations. Um, (laughs) It will win one. I hate that movie. I know. Save it. Uh, this will be the first year, by the way, that the diversity rules for Best Picture category became mandatory. This is when they started saying you have to have a certain amount of these people in your cast, in your crew, or in I your I don't understand how Oppenheimer got nominated then, because <laughs> it took every white guy in Hollywood and Emily Blunt <laughs> and put him in a movie. Yeah. So, you know, it's a weird thing that they've, they've kind of said it's not just Best Picture. It's Best Picture that follows this very strict criteria. Yeah. Which is odd. Uh-huh. But uh, let's talk about box office numbers, shall we? Mm. So... I love this every year. Well, the the total, I was going to say, there's only two quote-unquote bombs this year. <laughs> there's a big one. There's a big one, but no. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon uh, had a budget of $200 million and it only made $157 million, but it was released on Apple TV+. Sure, Plus. they don't care. They have money. And then Maestro had a budget of about $80 million and it made $820,000. Big and bomb. And also Netflix. streaming 
right away. Yes, but most of them did pretty well. The combined total of all the 10 Best Picture nominees is $2.75 billion. That's, That's just happens, from Barbie. What right? happens if you subtract two of those? Barbenheimer <laughs> goes away, $390 million. That's not terrible. It's, it's not terrible. It's less than a quarter. It's kind of like last year, Top Gun Maverick is one of the nominees, and that was the reason that they had made money. Yeah. Take that away, nothing. Yeah. yeah. But I was actually surprised by like how big Barbie, Barbaheimer, can't say it, really was. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Some quick facts about the Oscars. You'll sound a little more informed at your Oscar party, what you show up to just for the snacks now. Yeah. And so. just to be clear, that's kind of this whole episode, right? We want you to be able to have conversation for the water cooler or that awkward moment on your Microsoft Teams meeting before everybody joins, <laughs> where you can talk somewhat intelligently about I, movies that you haven't seen. It's why I sign in late to those yeah, exactly. meetings. I hate exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. Is everybody here? Oh, we're just waiting on Kent. That and you <laughs> caused those conversations. We will be You're giving welcome. all the information we can to you, the listener. And then it's up to you to decide if you want to follow our train of thought or if you want to blaze your own path. All People right. have had success in both, both ways. With that, we get to our first category. And as we go into these, we will be reading this IMDb synopsis the first time we mention a movie. After that, we may just start making up our own synopsis. Wing it. It's entirely possible. First, we have actress in a supporting role. First is Emily Blunt, Oppenheimer. The story of American scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer and his role in the development of the atomic bomb. Danielle Brooks, The Color Purple. A woman faces many hardships in her life, but ultimately finds extraordinary strength and hope in the unbreakable bonds of sisterhood. America Ferreira, Barbie. Barbie and Ken are having the time of their lives in the colorful and seemingly perfect world of Barbieland. However, when they get a chance to go to the real world, they soon discover the joys and perils of living among humans. Jodie Foster, Nyad. <laughs> Nyad. The remarkable true story of athlete Diana Nyad, who at the age of 60, <laughs> with the help of her best friend and coach, commits to achieving her lifelong dream, a 110-mile open ocean swim from Cuba to Florida. Why? Oof. And the winner, I mean, Divine Joy Randolph, the holdovers. A cranky history teacher at a remote prep school is forced to remain on campus over the holidays with a grieving cook and a troubled student who has no place to go. Okay. So, I mean, Zach... Uh, he kind of pointed it out. Everything but. I've seen is like she is. It's like a slam dunk divide. Emily divide Blunt has done well sure. on the awards Emily circuit. Blunt is the first woman from a Christopher Nolan movie to be nominated for an Oscar. I think she might be the first woman in a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the first nomination she All received. I remember is Suits. <laughs> and then you have Dan- Danielle Brooks, uh, who received a Tony nomination for playing the same role of Sophia from The Color Purple on yeah. Broadway. Oh, that's cool. And then she's also the second actress to be nominated for the role of Sophia in The Color Purple because Oprah Winfrey was the first. And America Ferreira gave a speech and drove in a car commercial. Anyways, the new Chevy Blazer EV. The winner is Davine Joy Randolph. She will be the winner. It was a very heartbreaking performance. Is uh, it Davine or Divine? It's Davine. It's It's, D-A apostrophe V-I-N-E. Yeah, it's it's weird, but she will be the winner. Hands down. Uh, I've actually seen this movie. Uh, So we've all seen this movie. It's a good performance. And I feel like... You think it's going to be one thing, and it's it's not. Mm. Like you think she's going to be, oh, there's the sassy black lady or right. whatever. No, it's 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 a she's it's a, a grieving mother. Complex performance, you know. She has a kind of a, a low moment, and uh, I she's a welcome character in this weird little uh, family thing they create. Totally, she's definitely one kind of you know a standout performance. I think she's movie. for me the bright spot of the movie. I yeah. was hoping uh, maybe Jodie Foster might get a nut here because this is her fifth Oscar nomination, and her, but it's her first in 29 years. Yeah, she has a trophy. She's, she's fine. I think America for. <laughs> Herrera is good in Barbie. I, but much like what you said, Kent, 
I, the, I like that part the where Chevy, she, when she turned to the camera and lectured me specifically. The Chevy straight. commercial ruins it for me. Yeah. It's, it's so bad. Also, the movie's blocking is so bad that she doesn't have a lot to do for half the movie. Greta Gerwig's not a good director? That's true. Oh, too bad. Well, uh, hold but, on. Uh, <laughs> um, but Davine, Davine, is that what we're calling yeah. her? Uh, she won the BAFTA, which BAFTA. is the, the British Oscars. She won the Critic Choice Award, the Golden Globes, and the Screen Actors Guild for that role. Shoo-in. We're all, we're all agreeing then? That's for sure. It. Okay. Matchy, matchy on the very first one. Now we have actor in a supporting role. Sterling K. Brown, American fiction. A novelist who's fed up with the establishment profiting from black entertainment uses a pen name to write a book that propels him into the heart of the hypocrisy and madness he claims to disdain. Ooh, I like reading that. That was funny. That's actually pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good, IMDb. Recent father, Robert De Niro, <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon. When oil is discovered in 1920s Oklahoma under Osage Nation land, the Osage people are murdered one by one until the FBI steps in to unravel the mystery. Robert, more than Tony Stark Downey Jr., mm. Oppenheimer. I am on remand. <laughs> this is where we're getting to the weird oh, stuff. Already. 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 Yep. Yeah. Mine just said the movie about the adventure of the atomic bomb that wasn't a bomb. Ryan Gosling, Barbie. The movie about a girl's doll invented in the 1950s becomes the highest grossing movie of 2023. Mark Ruff, hello. <laughs> Poor Things. The incredible tale about the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, a young woman brought back to life by the brilliant and unorthodox scientist, Dr. Godwin Baxter. So uh, this is one of those where, once again, there seemed to be a clear winner, at least in my research. Robert De Niro, actually, he had a bunch of nominations, but he didn't win any it's major awards. It's a great awards. performance by it's him. It's his eighth acting nomination overall. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's uh, five previously coming for Best Actor. Uh, Sterling Brown is really, really good in American fiction. It's a movie that will be kind of overlooked, mm-hmm. uh, but he's he's quite fun. Mark Ruffalo, he plays a better role than he's probably done in 15 years he's, for obvious reasons. And he's been nominated for Best Supporting Actor four yeah. times. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. has been uh, nominated three times for an Oscar. And, and Gosling, they just invited to sing a song. Mm. So the winner is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I think we're all going to agree here, too. Agree. Yeah. How cool Robert is Downey that? Jr. How cool is that? I would, I would uh, be, because did he He did not win for Chaplin. He did not. So he no. has not won, right? No. He was one of our snubs. Yeah. I He deserves one. And he won the Critic Choice Award, the Golden Globes, the BAFTA, and the Screen Actors mm-hmm. Guild. But the thing about it is, I just find it so interesting that it's like, he did uh, Tony Stark for... Mm, you know, decades, eleven years, yeah, <laughs> about that. Yeah, it's like, but he's doing that forever. No recognition whatsoever. No, the first role after he gets out of that, and it's like, there it is. Uh, Doolittle would like a word. <laughs> yeah, truly. I forgot about Doolittle. I yeah. love the press tour with everyone that was involved in Oppenheimer. They call themselves the Oppenhomies. Uh, yeah, like they're okay. all just bros. No. And Emily Blunt. <laughs> I love it. They're bros yeah. and Emily Blunt. Yeah, and the fourth wheel, John Krasinski. But yeah. Oh. But yeah. uh, Robert Downey as Louis Strauss is one of those characters. I don't want to give anything away in case you haven't seen it yet. But cool he, character, cool dynamic a, character. Yeah, it's got it's got some complexity. It to does. It, yeah, I like I, I like Robert Downey Jr. walking around going, guys, what were they talking about? What were they talking Einstein? about? What are you talking about me? But then here's the other thing. You know how long it took me to recognize him in that role? Well, really? I don't know why people say this. I'm sitting, I don't there get just, it. I'm sitting watching. I'm like, yeah, who's that old man? It's oh easy. my gosh, it's Robert Downey it's Jr. It's easily him. What are you talking about? I honestly saw old man first, <laughs> and then it was old Robert, Robert this, Downey Jr. second. This phenomena is my my uh, blue and gold or whatever blue and black dress. Like people, you either don't recognize Robert Downey Jr. or you do. Yeah, it's very strange. Now we have writing original screenplay. Mm-hmm. This is not based on anything except for the mind of the creator. From my mind. Anatomy of a fall. A woman is suspected of murder after her husband's death, and their partially sighted son faces a moral dilemma as the main witness. The Holdovers. How the Grinchy Teacher Saved Christmas. <laughs> Maestro. This love story chronicles the lifelong relationship of conductor-composer Leonard Bernstein and actress... Oh, no. 
Felicia Montalegre Cone Bernstein. Well done, sir. Yeah, Thank you. Good. Love Thank story. You. May, December. 20 years after their notorious tabloid romance gripped the nation, a married couple buckles under pressure when an actress arrives to do research for a film about their past. Kind of glosses over the, what's happening there. Yeah. It's a teacher that fell in love with her student. I think the Academy glossed over this movie. Mm. Okay, go on. Past lives. Aww. Nora Aww. and Heisung, two deeply connected Heisung. childhood friends, are rested together. Or, I wish. Uh, <laughs> are rested apart after Nora's family emigrates from South Korea. 20 years later, they are reunited for one fateful week as they confront notions of love and destiny. I was talking about this movie after we watched it with my wife, and I couldn't remember the male character's name, so I just called him Han Solo. <laughs> Very close. Oops. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple good stories that are told here, but I think the one that's going to win, according to my research, is Anatomy of a Fall. Heart choices, past lives. Easily. I like, liked past lives. It's like what, like. Why'd you, you say like? Wait, I like. Zach, Zach, Zach. Like I like. Is Zach. that more than like? Can like, I convince yeah. you into LUV? I might LUV it. Okay. I have thought about this movie so much. And it's it's a, like a, a great, thoughtful movie mm. about what could or could not be in, in your life. And it gets you thinking about your own life. I think that this is... Uh, yeah, it's it's the jumps in time are well written. Past Lives is great. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. But, but are you voting for that? I'm going with brain. I'm going with head here. Anatomy, anatomy of, of a anatomy fall. of a guys. We can't match on every single one, or, or we, we all have I, to go I, I and crawl together. We won't. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Hey, that's okay. Yeah, that's great. Anatomy of a Fall to me, from a writing standpoint, there's legal family drama here. There's the legal drama. There's the family drama. When that's done well, it's so fascinating. Well, because literally, this uh, person, uh, the dad, falls off a balcony. And it's a question of whether he fell or whether he was pushed. pushed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a courtroom drama, yeah. but it's also this familiar drama. There's a hammy attorney, but it's st- still somehow I, Okay, let's. I hate the attorney I so much. Of course you do. I and, but, it, but not in a good villain way. Yeah, in a, I agree. What? No, he's, he's hamming it up. It's too uh, much. But also like... Is he speaking German or French or English? Because they speak all three French, languages. French. Yeah, he's French in this movie. Oh, yeah. it's, there's 1% German in this movie. There's, yeah. it's, not, it's still there. The, the main character is German, but she speaks English and French. Yeah. I do think that all of that put together and the way it flows, um, if it wins, it's certainly deserving. It so we're win. all agreeing on that one, too. Yes, we do. Yes, and that's <clears> the fall. I want to win. But Past Life is good. Please watch it. Don't watch Maestro. Now we have writing adapted screenplay. American fiction. Commissioner Gordon takes up screenwriting. Because he was Commissioner Gordon yeah, in... Uh, the Batman. Is that which one's that? Christian Bale? No, no, the, no, no. That Christian Bale. The Batman. Yeah. With, uh, Pattinson. With, yeah, Pattinson. Barbie. What if Margot Robbie were a Barbie girl in a Barbie world? Add patriarchy to every 10th word, get nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> oh, we're both, given, oh. we're both given synopses. Okay. I, I just got to see how it is. When I have funny ones, or I think they're kind of like shocking, I'll add them in. Okay. Oppenheimer. Almost helped me understand science. <laughs> Christopher Nolan convinces a bunch of famous actors to play real life people in a very long drama. Poor things. What if Emma Stone were a Frankenstein girl in a Frankenstein world? <laughs> Zone of interest. Auschwitz commandant. You stopped laughing real quick when that yeah, one came why? up. <laughs> why? Auschwitz commandant Rudolf Haas and, Haas and his wife Hedwig strive to build a dream life for their family in a house and garden beside the camp. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. a story about a family who, what, the guy, the, the dad of, ran of Auschwitz. Yep. And they're just living outside in their normal life and it's horrifying. Looking at this one, what do you guys think? Okay, a lot of people will say Barbie because Bar- they tried to get the original screenplay for this one because essentially they're just taking a character. Yeah. The Oscars were like, no, the character is established. It's IP. You but, can't. But it, and, and that main maestro should have been an adapted screenplay because it's based on his uh-huh. life. That's true, actually. As far as the script goes, I know we can like bully the movie a little bit, whatever. It did hit for a lot of people. 
And I think that Barbie is did. Barbie did. Not Maestro. And it's very successful that way. But <laughs> there's a movie that's three hours and it's all talking. And for me, it's all interesting. And that's Oppenheimer. So it is interesting. I mean, just looking at this now. So uh, American Fiction based on a novel. Oppenheimer based on the biography. On a novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Poor Things based on a novel. Zone of Interest based on a novel. And then Barbie based on characters. Yeah. I agree. This is going to be Oppenheimer. I think it is uh, a very well done adaptation in kind of what you said, Ken. It makes politics and science not boring. Yeah. And, that and that's is weird. Fascinating. Yeah. And it shouldn't. Zach? American fiction. <gasps> Whoa. You know what? There is a good chance of that. Yep. I did see Buzz for that. that I was, feel that like the top three. I feel like the screenplay Oscars are the ones where you get the your your get outs. Right? It's like your your up and coming uh, your other movie, like we got to find, and, we got to find a, a goodwill hunting. Think, yeah. yeah. That's what you got to find your, um, we want to recognize this. And so we're going to give you the writing one. You didn't make a good oh, enough movie, no. but it's well-written. You might win that one. So I'm going to go with American. Fiction. Okay. Well done. Based also, on the novel Erasure. Also, which what is, has nothing to do with the band. Also, what oh, is American please. fiction about? It's about a writer. Yeah. It's going to write a fake book, a fake book. It's about a writer guys. It's a writing category. And, and yeah, the industry, usually these categories are voted on by industry professionals. Yep. Meaning these are going to be writers voting for this. Yeah, it's going to win. Cut it out. <laughs> Come on, guys. This is where we start branching off. Come on. You know, when I was looking up the odds and didn't have my own thoughts about it. <laughs> Good job. Now we have visual effects, a.k.a. the movies you've heard of. First, the creator. Against a backdrop of a war between humans and robots with artificial intelligence, a former soldier finds the secret weapon, a robot in the form of a young child. Godzilla minus one. Post-war Japan is at its lowest point when a new crisis emerges in the form of a giant monster, baptized, I love that, in the horrific power of the atomic bomb. Oh, so it's a religious film. Yeah, very much so. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Still reeling from the loss of Gamora, Peter Quill rallies his team to defend the universe and one of their own, a mission that could mean the end of the Guardians if not successful. The movie formerly known as Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. I'm so glad they just changed it to Dead Reckoning. Did they? Officially? Yes, officially. Good. Ethan Hunt and his IMF team must track down a dangerous weapon before it falls into the wrong hands. Ooh, uh, Mission Impossible got a nomination. <laughs> a couple. Napoleon. An epic that details the checkered rise and fall of the French Empire Napoleon Bonaparte in his relentless journey to power through the prism of his addictive, volatile relationship with his wife, Josephine. I really appreciate that you did that whole intro with your hands stuck in the, in the vest yes. of your shirt. And I, I slouched down a bit. Too. Yes, of course. I don't think there's a front runner here. You this, could say Guardians of the Galaxy because it's the most effects, right? They did a great job with tiny baby animals that are somehow cute and mm-hmm. mutated, right? There are the most effects. It's a Marvel movie. But there are very deserving movies here. And that's why I'm saying, could Godzilla minus one with $15 million budget win? Because, with your heart, Ken. Because the Oscar voters appreciate it. I think mm. there is appreciation there because they did so much with so much less. I was like, okay, the $300 million Marvel movie looked good, finally. Can I say something? Yeah. Why is Mission Impossible on this? Why is Mission Impossible on visual effects? Because the only visual effect I remember from that movie, aside from the swirly AI screens, which uh-huh. don't even need to be visual, it could just be out there, was them erasing a ramp on a mountain. I hate that so much because the, all of the marketing for this movie was like, look at this jump off of this ramp. And then you finally get to the movie. And I was like, are they just, is it going to be like, a, Guys, like an X Games event? And that's I'm why the sorry. ramp's there? Because they Terrible. don't have stunts as a category, they nominated this for the run. For the run effects. is epic. Tom Cruise's run on top of the airport is so cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah the, run, the run is so good, though. 
By the way, if anyone has seen the creator, it's actually the de- deserving winner. No one's seen it though. I'm voting for the creator. It's actually a great choice. I'm voting for the creator because it's a sci-fi movie mm-hmm. with a lot of you know holes in people's heads because they're robots. The robots, yeah, they're they androids have, and yeah, all that. Yeah. They don't have a back of their head there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was the big winner at the 22nd Visual Effects Society Awards, oh. which mm. shows that visual effects artists are liking that. So I'm putting my vote towards the creator. I may change my vote. Can't. I can change my vote. I haven't told you, you my vote. Absolutely can. Zach, what are you going for? The odds on this, for the record, are very, very close between the creator and Godzilla minus one, which is the favorite. And therefore, by my own rules, I have to go with it. So Godzilla minus one. Heart choice. Godzilla minus one. Okay. So I'm the odd man out here. Finally. The creator. Oh, Golden Corral's on the line now. <laughs> <laughs> they actually have really good visual effects at uh, Golden Corral. Yeah. They make the food look good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like through the glass, they put like the AI thing over it. We're like, ooh, that meat looks good. You pull it out. It's like gray. Our next category is sound. Pew, 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 pew. That's the sound. We have the creator. I, robot, but we're rooting for the robots. I said head like a hole. Maestro. Bradley Cooper plays an American conductor, composer, pianist, music educator, author, and humanitarian by putting on a fake nose and a wig. Yeah. Uh, Accurate. Try hard. Mission Impossible. Dead Reckoning. Ethan Hunt takes on his most deadly villain yet, the net. Ooh, with Sandra Bullock? Yeah. Oppenheimer. A group of scientists sequestered themselves at Los Alamos to possibly blow up the world. Silent, but deadly. The zone of interest. Where are the jokes, guys? Where are the jokes? Where are the jokes, Kent? You ready? No. No. Is he going to do it? This family did not see the evils of war. Oh, (laughs) God. You asked me to do it. You you asked me to. And I had it written down, and I just like to play. Mine just says a mundane movie in the foreground, but horrifying sights and Here, sounds in the background. This family did not no, see the I heard it the, the first time. We, you know, we got you. We got you. I got more of these. Oh, oh, please boy. don't. How many times is it nominated? <laughs> a few times. Okay, so sound. I mean, it's, it's sound effects here. It, but it's not just sound effects. It's also like because they, they combined the two of uh, sound mixing and sound yeah. editing into just sound. I feel like it's the third year we've said it. We can't say it anymore. I know. We just got to go. Last year. We used to explain so, sound mixing and sound editing every up year. Up in the rafter is explaining those categories. So the biggest highlight, and that sounds weird of the zone of interest, We're here to it, educate that. is, is the sound, is the dissonant noise that you're getting the entire movie. In, in the they of excel for zone of interest. No, it, sound is, is one of the reasons that movie is so horrifying. Totally. Because you just hear things in the background the whole time. You're like, oh, that's, that's, that's a first. By the way, if you're watching this movie as a background movie, you may not know what it's about. No, you need to watch. This is a, this is a pay attention kind of movie. This is yeah. what interest is. And the odds are very close. But the winner is Oppenheimer. I agree. It is also Oppenheimer. What they do is with the explosions yeah. is I, Heart choice, I would pick Zone of Interest. Okay. I honestly would. But mm. the head choice says Oppenheimer. And how they mix in, because we bounce around as, as we're going through the, uh, the hearings and stuff. We bounce around a lot, and there's clever use of dialogue through that. And I mean, even when he's looking in the puddles, and you're like, wait, am I hearing a bomb sound? Or yeah. is that Well, they also tend to give, muted? like this, this award should be called Biggest Sound, because that's usually who they give the award to. And that would be Oppenheimer, like, too. Oppenheimer. Yeah. So the odds are close, but Oppenheimer is the favorite. Okay. I'm voting Oppenheimer. Our next category is music original score. This yes, is this is score. The, the background music. Yes. American Fiction by Laura Kapman. A black author writes satirical books that everyone takes a little too seriously. And here's the score the score sample. I, I listened to the entire the whole score. The, no, the whole <laughs> score, all our the whole 45 score. But uh, I did just go through and listen to the entire score of every one of these. And then I kind of picked out the one that best kind of uh, showed an example of what the it vibe. was. The vibe. Yeah, the vibe. Yeah. So here we go. American Fiction. Little Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Mm, I was getting Snoopy and Peanuts vibes. 
little bit, little jazzy. Yeah. I'm just waiting for it. So pasa nova. Not yet. No. I like it though. I don't. You don't like it? I don't like it. This was a chill. I didn't score. enjoy it during the movie. <laughs> Hold on. This has got nominated for an Oscar. Cool. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny by John Williams. Because of John Williams. Okay, that makes sense. Joel, you can play the score while I give the description. Oh, okay. Because, wait, are you saying this is going to be just a traditional John Williams score and that we should just listen to it and the background of whatever's happening? Yeah. Okay. Archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time to retrieve a legendary artifact that can change the course of history. Why does that sound so cool with this music, though? Because it's, it's really good. It's John Williams. John Williams wrote, like, two really good songs. Yeah. And he keeps putting them out there. This is, by the and way, John so Williams. Good. This is John Williams' 54th nomination. Yeah. 54 Oscar Gosh. nominations. It's like the Susan Lucci of composers. That literally That's sounded... That's the second Susan Lucci <laughs> reference in, in two episodes, Kent. I feel like everything, aside from like the main themes that he writes, sounds like the chase music from Attack of the Clones. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. I'm not mad. It's so good. Killers of the Flower Moon. Robbie Robertson. I remember when this started in the movie, I was like, oh, this sounds different than I was expecting. Yep. I think it fits the uh, setting. Uh, it's great. Uh, this yeah. is the one Native Americans strike oil. People start killing them, and then the FBI is created to investigate the murders. Okay. Robbie Robertson did sadly pass away before the movie came out, I believe, and mm-hmm. it was oh. dedicated to him. So, yeah. I love the score. Yeah, it sounds good. Oppenheimer. Ludwig Garanson. More like Boppenheimer. Oh. What? <laughs> Just threw that together. I don't recommend uh, listening to this while working because it gave me anxiety as I was trying to type because it gets faster and faster. It gets your brain going, though, a little bit. Oh, it's actually really good. Yeah. And this is uh, Ludwig Goransson. We've yeah. heard him before. He's Oscars. been nominated a ton. Yeah. And Poor Things by Jer- Jerskin Fendrix. Close enough. Oh. A little weird. Oh, you found the one palpable song from the soundtrack. I did like this one, actually. Yeah. But there's a lot of weird stuff happening in this score. Like, I think I told Ken, I said, it sounds like a cat is playing the helium balloon at one of the songs. So. So you liked it. That one, not as much. But there were some, there were some good vibes. I kept going, this kind of has that creepy kind of Halloween-y type feel to it that I enjoy. But mm. for me, it's between two. Um, I just think the Killers of the Flower Moon score is so relevant to the movie. Yeah. That, and I think it's it's perfect. It takes you along by the hand to, for a three and a half hour movie. It's necessary. Right, it's but heart and head is Oppenheimer for me. Both. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you, Kent. Uh, it's Oppenheimer here. I think the sound is very well done, but I think the music also just elevates it to that next level. And right. Nolan does a great job of making music and once ma- again, having music feel, make you feel things. It's a dialogue movie. Yeah. Why does the music need to be this epic? But it is. Yeah. Zach, yeah. what about you? What did the Vegas odds say? Vegas odds say Oppenheimer. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon is not too far behind. Makes sense. But uh, Oppenheimer, it probably will be. This is what I referenced earlier, that if Oppenheimer doesn't do you know, the whole sweepy yeah, sweep thing. What if it doesn't win anything? We're in trouble. Poor, what, does poor things win everything? It's, it's happened before. It could. I mean, it, remember the year it when... It could be the Shape of Water year. Well, remember when uh, Parasite... Mm. You know, that, yeah. that year it started winning and everyone went, oh, it, you know, if this, if this was bracketology, our brackets were all busted that Truth. year. Truth. Because Parasite did way better than anyone expected. Wow. So, you know, little little mid-show commentary. Yeah. Now we have live action short film. These are the Guys, ones stay that, awake, stay awake. No, we're no, good. These, we're good. These are the ones that this, actually define who wins. We're just going to zip through these because yeah. nobody sees these and, or cares. But some of them look so fascinating. They, they look fascinating. 
but we'll see if they are in a later picking bit. The after? In this intense short film, a grieving rideshare driver picks up a passenger who helps him confront the past. Invincible. Inspired by a true story, Invincible recounts the last 48 hours in the life of Mark Antoine Bernier. It's, it's Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> a 14-year-old boy desperate on, on a desperate quest for freedom. Night of Fortune. The loss of a loved one, the grief, the risk of yellow skin, and a coffin that is too much for Carl to face. What? That is like an abstract <laughs> What is <painting>. the description? <laughs> but actually watching the AI. trailer, like I watched a clip of this one and I was like, okay, this, yeah. it's, a grieving, it's a grieving guy just trying to process it. Red, white, and blue. Rachel, Brittany Snow, I like when they put the actress's name right. to say, oh, we, we got a star, uh, is a single mother living paycheck to paycheck. When an unexpected pregnancy threatens to unravel her already precarious financial position, she's forced to cross state lines in search of an abortion. The wonderful story of Henry Sugar. Chronicles a variety of stories, but the main one follows Henry Sugar, who is able to see through objects and predict the future with the help of a book he stole. And that was actually, it's a Wes Anderson it movie yeah. based on Roald Dahl. And a, Benedict a Dahl Chalamet is in the movie. <laughs> he is. So... I personally think, looking at these, I, I've only seen half of one of them. I fell asleep. I was watching The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, and I fell asleep. Yeah. And I feel bad because it was actually visually entertaining. That is the one I think that's going to be the first win for Wes Anderson for an Oscar. But Oscars love politics, right? Oh, they love politics. Right? But I think this one, it, it's weird because they're telling a story to the audience mm-hmm. while the story's happening behind them. Yeah. It's a very... Maybe Wes Anderson's way to win an Oscar is to do a short film. Maybe that's what no, he should have no, been doing truly, the whole time. No, truly, he was kind of... Uh, a lot of people say he was ignored and snubbed for Asteroid City. I don't agree. And that was this year. And so yeah. I think his short film will win as well. Okay. We Zach, agree. Joel, we've agreed on almost everything. Zach? The odds say the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. Okay. Uh, the second place in the odds is Night of Fortune. Oh, okay. Longest I, odds are. Invincible. I want to know what that. I want to know more about that yeah. one. And actually, frankly, the odds are, are pretty pretty close between those two. Yeah. But uh, the favorite is the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. Now we have animated short film. Once again, you probably haven't seen these, but they they kind of look interesting. Oftentimes, the animated shorts are beautifully animated. The, some of the most creative animation. Yeah, yeah very different types of animation in these categories worth watching. Letter to a pig. A Holocaust survivor reads a letter he wrote to the pig who saved his life. A young schoolgirl hears his testimony in class and sinks into a twisted dream where she confronts questions of identity, collective trauma, and the extremes of human nature. 95 Senses. An ode to the body's five senses delivered by a man with little time left to enjoy them. And that was actually uh, made by uh, Joshua Hess. Oh, really? I think so. That's the one. Okay. One of these is. Cool. Our Uniform. An Iranian girl unfolds her school memories on the wrinkles and fabrics of her old uniform. Pachyderm. Like every summer, Louise stays at her grandparents in the countryside for a few days during the holidays. It will snow at the height of summer, and a monster is going to die. What? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And, oh, geez. War is over, inspired by the music of John and Yoko. At a World War I front, a carrier pigeon delivers messages between two soldiers playing a chess game. Unaware, they are on opposite sides. By the way, I did find out 95 Senses is uh, directed by Jared Hess and Joshua Hess. So. Cool. The maker of Napoleon Dynamite did that one. I didn't know anything about these, so I chose uh, what I believe is to be Vegas Hots. And so I went with Letter to a Pig. I watched all the trailers. I watched actually trailers for all the short ones because I like getting a flavor of what they're about. Yeah. And I actually was leaning towards Letter to a Pig, but odds said War is Over, inspired by the music oh. of John and Yoko, which looked actually really cool. It looks like a, a cut scene from like King's Quest on the PS4. Oh, okay. Uh, it was, was cool. that, that type of animation. Yeah. But it looked really interesting. And so I was like, okay, I don't like the title, but it looks like it's going to be one win. You took my gimmick, done. Yeah. What's that? Letter to a pig. Sorry. So that's your thing. You did my thing. We, we don't know. Everybody knows. <laughs> no, that's cool. Letter to a pig. 
Now we have documentary short film. This is the real people, real subjects, just short. These are uh, these are good watches, typically. Usually, well. yeah. Mm-hmm. The ABCs of book banning. Reveals the voices of the impacted parties of books banned from school districts, inspiring hope for the future through the profound insights of inquisitive, youthful minds. The Barber of Little Rock. The Barber of Little Rock explores America's widening racial wealth gap through the story of Arlo Washington, a local barber whose visionary approach to a just economy can be found in the mission of People Trust, the nonprofit community bank he founded. That was a very dry description. That's not going to pull anyone in. Island in Between. S. Leo Chang reflects on his relationship with Taiwan, the United States, and China from the islands of Kinmen. Kinmen. Just it's a few miles. Kinman. Kin, Kinman. Just a few miles from mainland China. The Last Repair Shop. Tells the story of four unassuming heroes who ensure no student is deprived of the joy of music. It is also a reminder of how music can be the best medicine, stress reliever, and even an escape from poverty. And, oh no. Nai Nai Weipo. That's pretty good. Nai Nai and Weipo. Nai Nai and Weipo. Two different people. A personal love letter from director Sean Wing to his Nai Nai and Waipo, a grandma super team that dances, stretches, and farts. That says farts. It does. In that their movie. sorrows away. Yes. I did see that in the trailer. Yeah. When I was watching the trailers for these, mm-hmm. Nai Nai and Waipo is definitely why I went, I want to watch that. Totally. I want to watch that. Because these, these two old ladies are just so cute and funny. Yeah, that makes sense. Does uh, that potential to win, though? Uh, no. Maybe they have potential. They all have potential. Actually, I'm not going to say mine first. You, you guys go. Okay. I'm going with, because uh, I'm not going to steal Zach's uh, I don't want Kim gimmick to this time. Again. Go for it. But the ABC is a book banning. Okay. Yep. There are very close odds between the last repair shop and the ABCs of book banning, but the favorite is the ABCs of book banning. That's funny, because my research showed it was the last repair shop. Oh. And in fact, it won this award at the Critics' Choice Documentary Awards already. Yes. So that's I a did, uh, Depending on your betting website... It did go back and forth between uh, these two, mostly because, frankly, nobody knows enough about these, and so they can't give confident odds. Yeah, although you can find a lot of these on like YouTube or streaming services. Mm-hmm. I mean, not all of them are out there, but a lot of them are. Our next category is documentary feature film. The, the real stories, but longer. Uh, first up is Bobby Wine, the people's president. Follows Ugandan opposition leader, activist, and musical star Bobby Wine. He used his music to fight the regime led by Yauri Museveni, you, Museveni. Yep. I like it. Uh, mm-hmm. The person who led the country for 35 years. The eternal memory. Augusto and Paulina have been together for 25 years. Eight years ago, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Both fear the day he no longer recognizes her. Oh my gosh, this trailer got me, yeah. guys. Four daughters. Between light and darkness stands Olfa, a Tunisian woman and the mother of four daughters. One day, her two older daughters disappear. Filmmaker, why do I get all the names? Yes. Kauther Ben Hanaya It's not just me Invites professional actresses to fill in their absence So they actually hire actresses to play her daughters Wow To kill a tiger Ranjit, a farmer in India, takes on the fight of his life When he demands justice for an attack on his 13-year-old daughter And 20 days in Mariupol As the Russian invasion begins, a team of Ukrainian journalists Trapped in the besieged city of Mariupol (laughs) Struggle to continue (laughs) their work documenting the war's atrocities And the winner is still a Michael J. Fox story yeah, uh, yes, uh, but uh, not even nominated. But other than we should that, do an episode about snubs. Other than that, uh, Twenty Days of Mariupol. That is the winner. Clear winner. I would agree with you there. Twenty Days of Mariupol is the winner, according to what I saw. And the, the war in Ukraine is a very kind of sensitive and hot topic right mm-hmm. now. Yep. So this would be the year it would get that award. And it. Oh man, that one got me too. That was yep. a heartbreaking trailer. The odds are very much in this movie's favor. 20 Days in Mariupol. <laughs> Do you want to read the names that Joel read? No, or, okay. no, we're good. We'd like to take a break from our categories to... Briefly. Honor. 
what uh, has been lost this year. Yes. We are presenting the bacon shh, sale. Shh, shh. So sad. Bring it down. Yeah, down Bring here. it down. In here. memoriam. Yeah, much like they do on the Oscars when they talk about those who have passed on. We are doing the same for the past year. I'm already crying. Ken, don't make the music too loud in this part. Have I before? One, there was one time. We I, just talk so soft. I got excited. So soft. I, so soft. Sometimes I get excited about being so sad. So sad. Rest in peace, King the Conqueror. <laughs> you were meant to be the next Thanos, but you got conquered by a bunch of ants and a felony charge. I guess it's not your Loki day. Hmm. It looks like you'll never play in the majors. Oh, wow. Oh, so, 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 so bad. Are my puns so, so bad, bad or so bad. sad? So bad. Sad. Rest in peace, Sony Spider-Man universe. <laughs> You attached yourself firmly to the sinking ship that was the MCU, and now, after Morbius and Madam Web, you're being pulled down into the depths of apathy, and with great apathy comes no responsibility. Oh, that's so true. I think it's a line from the movie. It could be. So So sad. In the Amazon, researching spiders. Right before she died. Whoa. So sad she died. (laughs) I'm going to keep it on the superhero theme. Okay, please do. I want them to die. Oh, uh, long? No, no, uh, it's, uh, sad. Uh, it's sad. It's sad when they die yes. and I smile. <laughs> rest, in, rest in peace, the DCEU. Mm, I'm pretty oh. sure I've said this for the past four years. I think you have. Probably. All we wanted was more time with Henry Cavill. But instead, Warner Brothers' shoddy leadership gave us a headless Superman cameo, two Ezra Millers, microwave babies, and Wonder Woman making wishes. Mm. At least we can be confident in the new DCU having united vision. Oh, wait. Warner Brothers is being sold again. Mm. Oh. oh. So, yeah. so, so sad. Sad. Yeah. sad. So, so meh. Yeah. So meh. Rest in peace. The childhood innocence of McDonald Land. Grimace was just a playful purple <laughs> character when I was a child. Oh, no. But after his birthday shake brought all the TikTokers to the yard this past summer, <laughs> it was implied that Grimace was a stalker, a kidnapper, a murderer, and worse. And now I worry about the future birthday campaigns for the Hamburglar, Birdie the Early Bird, the McNutted Buddies, Mayor McCheese, and the Fry Kids. What else did he steal? McGurley Bird? That's a character? You remember her. She's the, she's the bird with the... That's her name? I, I, I never knew her. I had, a, I had a VHS of these characters. But I remember they had a playground outside that had bars on the Hamburglar. That was the Mayor McCheese. Mayor McCheese. Yeah. And oh. they were burning hot. Oh. They were very hot. Scars still. So, Oh, so sad. So sad. So sad. Rest in peace. Dollar menus. Oh, that really. Should hurts. I just stop there? Uh, yeah. I feel, no, this is actually sad. I, oh. I feel like I should stop there. Oh, my wallet. My cheap gluttonous soul used to smile at the inexpensive options of chicken soft tacos, McDoubles, and spicy chicken sandwiches. Oh, dang it. My heart has not yet processed the upcharge in processed food. Mm, uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry to I'm, remind you. I'm mad. So, so sad. So sad. Mm. Rest in peace, my Star Trek blind spot. Oh, yeah. Now that I've finished both the original series and the next generation, I can finally speak intelligently about things like Kirk versus Picard, the Prime Directive, and why people have crushes on Riker and or Troy. What's that, Trekkies? There are other Star Trek series? Yes, I know, but Deep Space Nine can wait. I've decided to tackle another major TV blind spot first, MASH. Oh, I have a crush on Riker and Troy. You're not wrong. Which one's out with the beard? They're both great. They'd both look good in a beard. 
so confused. <laughs> Rest in peace, Austin Butler's Elvis voice. Oh, you were born in Anaheim, California, but you couldn't help fall in love with a Mississippi drawl and make it your own, as if it was a Venom symbiote that became your entire <laughs> identity. Maybe a little less conversation will bring you back to your Californian roots. Oh, it's like a turd in the Masters of the Wind. <laughs> no. Rest in peace, black eye makeup manufacturers with both kiss and panic at the disco. Whoa. Disbanding. It has an exclamation point. Oh, Terrifying. I'm sorry. I, I might have been a little panic in the disco. Disbanding last year. It's a sad day for those who love and supply guy liner and kitty makeup. Now it's all up to the juggalos to primarily bankroll the musical makeup industry. Thank goodness for the Batman. <laughs> you sure chimed in there. Yeah. So what? sad. No. Rest in peace, the incredibly memorable soundtrack of The Little Mermaid. Wait, the live action one. You once, hey, you oh. once had perfection in your fins with part of your world, poor unfortunate souls in Under the Sea. Now with your unnecessary and ugly flesh and blood remake, you forever tainted Ariel's legacy and our eardrums by asking us if we've heard the scuttlebutt. I, you, you're good, sad. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That's good. No. So sad. No. And finally for me, rest in peace. Big summer tentpole movies. With Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Fast X, The Little Mermaid, Transformer, Rights of the Beast, The Flash, Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1, Blue Beetle, and the Marvels all underperforming at the box office in 2023. And the biggest movie of this upcoming summer being Despicable Me 4? It's Goodbye Blockbuster and Hello Flopbuster. Wow. It's going the way of the blockbuster. Ooh. Oh, it's so deep. So, so sad. So sadly deep. Wow. Rest in peace, Mutt Williams. <gasps> hey, that's, uh, that's hold on. True. Rest in peace. Five, six, seven, eight. Mutt Williams. Oh, there we go. Spoilers. That's true. You lost your life in the Vietnam War, and it's clear that you deserved better. But at least you were killed off screen, which is much better than having your legacy killed on screen like Disney did with your father. Oh, why did it happen? So sad, and that's all I got. Oh. Okay. Oh, oh, wow. okay. Back to it. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Hi. Uh, all right. All right. You want to so, do some jumping jacks real yeah, quick? I think we can get happy well, now. Yeah. Come on, get happy. <laughs> Our next category is production design. Our first movie is Barbie. Made of plastic. It's fantastic. I just said, how much pink should we use? All of it. All of it. All of it. More. Killers of the Flower Moon. Greedy rich people start murdering rich Native Americans in order to get more rich. Napoleon. So you're telling me they made a movie about a short dead dude? <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, Walking Phoenix has some pretty small shoes to fill. Oh. <laughs> Oppenheimer. A scientist grapples with the consequences of his creation. They built this city on atom bombs. Los Alamos. Poor things. Takes place in Tim Burton's Pastel Nightmares. Ooh. I just have a scientist grapples with the consequences of his creation. I mean, yours are actually real synopses. It's actually the same one for Oppenheimer. Get it? Oh, it's, it's, I like that. Okay. Wow. He, he does the joke that's, within that's, the category. Doesn't work if we trade off, but it worked on my paper. It worked. So there's two front runners. I'm guessing. Yes. And yeah. If, if we want to go with how they pulled something right from people's childhoods, it's Barbie. Because you have the Barbie house, you have the Barbie car, you have Barbie land. Because this is the sets. Production is like the Every, sets and the look Everything of it. is literally taken right from the toys. I mean, the fridge, the pool, everything. 
But if we're talking about something that is a character in the movie, I don't like the movie, but poor thing setting, the environment is so lived in. It's so real. And it's part of the movie. So you're choosing? Oh, poor things. Okay, I'll go opposite then because I'm choosing okay. Barbie. Uh, because I did, I thought the same thing as I was looking at the odds and they were neck and neck. Okay, I'm so curious. So I kind of had to flip a coin here and I'm going with Barbie only because I think it's one of the few awards Barbie's going to win. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll go with the Joel one because from where I found odds, that it's a dead heat between Ooh. Poor Things and Barbie. Um, I have not seen Poor Things. I found myself going, uh, Barbie can win for production design. Like that's, it's win. Mm-hmm. And, and music uh, or uh, song, but the, the difference this is, is going to be poor we'll things get there. is constantly creative. Barbie has a few set pieces that are so cool. Yes, yeah, it's clever. Uh, so I'm going to go with Barbie as okay. well. Okay, we are differing a little. I like it slightly. I like differing. Oh, it looks like our next one is the tributary brought to you by Suicide Squad, Academy Award winner, Academy Award winning Su- Suicide Squad makeup and hairstyling. Our first movie is Golda. Now, we haven't heard this one yet. Nope. No. Uh, focuses on the intensely dramatic and high-stakes responsibilities and decisions that Golda Meir, also known as the Iron Lady of Israel, faced oh. during the Yom Kippur War. Okay. I feel like that's not how do we pronounce that then. Which one? Just guessing. Golda? Uh, just guessing. It's probably not right. <laughs> <laughs> like Holda or something. Maestro. Bradley Cooper knows a oh. lot about music. <laughs> oh, I just conducting. hope Leonard doesn't learn any lessons. His conducting is so bad. Okay. Oppenheimer? Private security clearance hearings have never been so dramatic. Poor things. Is Willem Dafoe or Willem Dafriend? <laughs> I said they made Emma Stone look weird and Willem Dafoe look normal. Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and Society of the Snow. Ooh. The flight of a rugby team crashes on a glacier in the Andes. The few passengers who survive the crash find themselves in one of the world's toughest environments to survive. It's very good. Based on a true story. Based on Alive, the 1992 movie. Based on the true story that Alive was based on. <laughs> it's based on Alive. So have you guys seen the, the trailer, for at least the trailer, or have you seen Golda? No. Because the trailer for Golda, I'm like, who's this actress? And it wasn't until like halfway through the trailer, I'm like, that's Helen Mirren. She oh, looks completely cool. different. Completely different. I would say poor things, but I believe it's going to be Maestro. I think this will be the pity win, the one pity win for Maestro. And I don't think it's for the nose. I think it's more for the the growing older. The, they, the hair, they, they do change. a very good job of aging these characters. Yeah. No, uh, the, Carrie Mulligan's aging is brilliant. Agreed. The, the Academy loves to give the award to people who start young and then get old. Yep. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. That's their favorite thing. Maybe because it's very difficult. Because once again, it's industry leaders or like you know specialists who are, who are voting here. Yeah. Maybe it's a very difficult task. Whereas slapping some you know face putty on someone to make them look weird isn't. Is is it weird that when I was watching Maestro, there's a part where Bradley Cooper is supposed to be old, but he's not wearing pants and his legs look very young. <laughs> and I was taken right out of the whole movie that I hated. <laughs> All right. Watch that close. Uh... But I'm going to go with Maestro here. Okay. I, I don't agree with it. I don't know why it should win, but mm-hmm. everything seemed to point to Maestro. I will go with Maestro as well because Vegas odds, but also I'm going with the Carrie Mulligan effect. Like right. her, Do you wish her it didn't win anything? I, I hate it. Yeah. I hated this movie so much. Right. <laughs> I like Leonard Bernstein's music, though. It's quite good. Our next category is costume design. Mm-hmm. Barbie? You can brush her hair. Pink dresses everywhere. Killers of the Flower Moon. A compelling true crime story from the early 20th century. Napoleon. Waterloo. 
couldn't escape if I wanted to. That's literally my note. I just saw Joel point at his computer with excitement. Dang it, we should have done a duet. Oppenheimer. The other half of the Barbenheimer craze of 2023. I put Florence Pugh may have needed more of a costume. No. Can't. No. And poor things. This movie is better when you're stoned. Emma stoned. I put what if Mary Shelley wrote trashy romance novels. Yeah, accurate. Um, have you heard about the iPhone face effect on the internet? No. Um, people are very, um, I don't know if upset is, a, is the word, but they uh, get taken out of Oppenheimer because when you look at Florence Pugh's face, which is all you should be looking at when you're watching Oppenheimer, <laughs> um, it just looks like she knows. I watched the edited, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> it just looks like she knows what an iPhone is. Like you can she just does. She's posing for the iPhone. But if you look at Killian Murphy, you're like, I believe that Hugh doesn't know what an iPhone is. <laughs> so that's my issue with Florence Pugh and Oppenheimer. All right. Commentary break. All right. Back to it. I'm choosing Barbie here. I think uh, costume design is going to go to Barbie as well. I think the production design and costume design is what's going to get the awards. Do you for that think movie. for a variety of the Barbies? Is that yeah. what you're saying? I think, I think, well, I think there's uh, the contrast between the real world and the, uh, the Barbie world, the iconic costumes it's, that have now kind the, of infiltrated. Uh, the accurate recreation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That is For something sure. I think that the costume designers will be like, I like that. And every award show that Margot Robbie has gone to, she's worn a different she's Barbie dress. She's worn one of the Barbie dresses, yeah. right? Yeah. Give it to her for that. Yeah, she'll win. I mean, Barbie will win. Very close odds, though, with Poor Things. Yes, yeah, Poor sense. Things is like this mix of like, uh, kind of Victorian and bizarre. Yeah. We could, de- I mean, this could be down to the vibe of the voters. I mean, this is really one that, I mean, we'll, we'll find out partway through. I, if they end up liking poor things, then th- poor so, things is the more of an Academy choice. I think it depends though. If the costume designers grew up playing with Barbies or dead animals, which one they're going to vote for. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, the, right now the odds are favoring Barbie. So I will go with that as well. Okay. Now we have international feature film. Oh no. You got this. Io Capitano. Molto bueno. C from Italy, a Homeric fairy tale that tells the adventurous journey of two young boys. Said you, why don't I get the names? Sedu yes. and Mosa, who leave Dakar to reach Europe. Perfect days from Japan. A janitor in Japan drives between jobs listening to rock music. Mine was hard to read too, Joel. Shut up. <laughs> Society of the Snow from Spain. Remember that 1993 movie still alive starring Ethan Hawke? It's like that, but in Spanish. The Teacher's Lounge from Germany. When one of her students is suspected of theft, teacher Carla Nowak decides to get to the bottom of the matter. Caught between her ideals and the school system, the consequences of her actions threaten to break her. The one that's also nominated for Best Picture, The Zone of Interest from the UK. The DLC for Schindler's List? Stop it! Did I say that? <laughs> you said it, not me. Jeez, wow. Jeez Joel. No, because yeah, it felt like an inappropriate no, joke. <laughs> <laughs> it felt to me, it felt like like the companion piece to Schindler's List. Like, if you watch those two back to back, you're going to have a really bad day. But you're going to get a I'm very... I'm not playing that game. <laughs> I just feel like if it's from the UK, it's not foreign enough. But it, it's all in German. Like that's You're the, right, though. The whole movie I right understand. Though. But if they're saying it's from the UK, it doesn't feel foreign enough. Yeah. I think that because Zone of Interest is also in the running for Best Picture and Best Director, it's going to get the win here. And I, this is where it's when it's going to be. It's been a few years now where, you know, like you had Roma yeah. and uh, Parasite and all that. Like yeah, whenever yeah. You, ha- you have the one foreign film that gets nominated for best picture that to, is like the guaranteed yeah. winner of this this award i agree it's gonna win it is zone of interest next category is film editing we have anatomy of a fall the sequel to an anatomy of a summer the holdovers nothing nothing on that one nothing what 
You guys missed my joke. I don't get it. <laughs> I've never seen it. It's anatomy of a fall. It's too late. <laughs> the holdovers. A grouchy teacher babysits students who are left behind at Christmas. Killers of the flower moon. Maybe needed to edit out an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oppenheimer. Part politics. Part science. All Nolan. Poor things. What you buy at a thrift store. <laughs> Poor things. Thrift store. Go back to the summer joke again. Anatomy of a fall is the sequel to Anatomy of a Summer. Oh, uh, it, it's, it's a season. Season. It's of a season. Love. I thought it was a movie I'd never seen. Zach, what's Vegas saying on this one? Film editing. Film editing. Oppenheimer. Okay. No. Vegas odds are for Oppenheimer. I'm agreeing with that as well. It's Oppenheimer. I'm going Oppenheimer it's all the, the way. Interweaving, of guys. The if we two keep going for stories, Oppenheimer and it doesn't go, if if it starts at the beginning, it doesn't win awards. We'll get, we're gonna have like four wins. Mm. Yeah. So uh, next closest odds are uh, for Anatomy of a Fall. By the mm. way, now we have animated feature film, The Boy and the Heron. A young boy named Mahito, yearning for his mother, ventures into a world shared by the living and the dead. There, death comes to an end, and life finds new beginning. Why did this one get a nomination? Elemental Pixar. This movie. Say it. Read the synopsis. Give it its fair due. Follows Ember and Wade in a city where fire, water, earth, and air residents all live together. Long ago, the four nations. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, someone, please. Uh, yeah, this movie's so bad. Okay. Nimona. When a knight in a futuristic medieval world is framed for a crime he didn't commit, the only one who can help improve his innocence is Nimona, a mischievous teen who happens to be a shape-shifting creature he's sworn to destroy. Robot Dreams. The adventures and misfortunes of dog and robot in New York City during the 1980s. And Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Miles Morales catapults across the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence. Should, we, should I stop you right there? Should I stop you before it ends? Yes. Okay. But that, mid-sentence, felt, that felt relevant. Mid-sentence, let's stop this. Yeah. People didn't know. I'm, so, that's insane to me. I believe the Vegas odds are Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse because what it does for animation is truly incredible. But it already did that for animation in 2019. It did more. It did a lot more. You think? Yes, I did. Uh, but it's not a full movie. I think the Academy voters know that as well. And I think they're going to get kind of give a legacy win to The Boy and the Heron. Because this is Miyazaki's film, his first film he in said, a long He time. said it was his final film, but it's actually not. What? But it's uh, kind he of... He lied to me. I know. It's kind of a Hall of Fame movie for him. I don't think it will win, but I think it... I don't know. Wait, I don't so what know. are you picking? Do you then? think it could? No, Boy and the Heron. That's my pick. Boy and the Heron is your pick. Yes, it is. Heart pick. Yeah. I really think that there's some logic to that pick. As far as the odds go, they are very close. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is favored, but Boy and the Heron could take it. Okay. If you're actually putting money on it, put money on Boy and the Heron. Don't take betting advice from Bacon Sale. No. <laughs> um, don't gamble, kids. But I am going to go with Across the Spider-Verse. As am I. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is going to be the winner here, according to all the research I did. Now we have Cinematography, El Conde by Edward Lachman. After living 250 years in the world, Augusto Pinochet, who is not dead but an aged vampire, decides to die once and for all. That one looked weird. Like, yeah. why didn't that get any other it's nominations? Weird, yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon, Rodrigo Prieto. Oklahoma Murders Go Uninvestigated. Maestro, Matthew Libatique. A music conductor with some horrible conduct. Oppenheimer. <laughs> Hold on. That just, that just hit. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. You're welcome. What did you say, Zach? Oppenheimer. Ah. Hoyt van Hoytema. It's rocket science, Einstein. Poor things. Robbie Ryan. Filmed in a fishbowl. Poor thing. Poor thing. <laughs> every time I hear that title, I think of Sweeney Todd and that song. Ah. Once again, uh, every time Oppenheimer's, <laughs> Oppenheimer's, Oppenheimer has been nominated, except for like maybe costuming, uh, I pick it for the win. Oh, costuming and, was not. And special? Hoyt van Hoytema 
He has a history of winning at the Oscars as well. Uh, very talented. I think this is going to take the win. I think due to its use of IMAX cameras and uh, the shifts between black and white and color, yeah. the close-ups, the, the long shots, the, I think it's Oppenheimer to win this one. That court scene, man, the, uh, the, the celebration scene. Oof. Ooh, that was yeah. Tough. But was that cinematography? Uh, kind of cinematography and editing. And with the capture, just yeah. by his face. Yeah. More like, op- acting. More like Oppenheimer, am I right? I- that's like, exactly what it is. I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> but that's going to be the win is for you yeah, as well. Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. Now, I believe for our next category... Category? Why did I put the weird emphasis there? <laughs> I believe for our next category, we have clips. More clips. Okay. A music. Original song. First up, The Fire Inside from Flamin' Hot. This is the inspiring true story of uh, Richard Montañez, who, as Frito-Lay janitor, disrupted the food industry by channeling his Mexican heritage, turned Flamin' Hot Cheetos from a snack into, into an iconic global pop culture phenomenon. Or did he? He didn't. I appreciate, though, that in the year of the corporate thriller, that one of them got nominated. Yeah. Here's the song, by the way. Nothing can hold you back. No one can kill you back. I actually like this one. Am I playing Dance Dance Revolution right now? Seriously. God, this is like a low-level DDR song. I like it, though. I like it. It's got a good vibe to it. I'm just Ken from Barbie. I'm just Ken else be uh, Ryan Gosling's apps do 70% of the acting. <laughs> Wouldn't it be hilarious if Ryan Gosling had two Oscars for singing? What was yeah. Oh, from La Land. City of Stars. Wow. I just, you won't, but it would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> Can I admit I completely forgot this song? I really. What did. do you mean? This is like the runaway hit of the movie. It, I don't know why. It just it. I haven't heard it that much. Wow. Okay. Too so. much pitch correction. It never went away from American Symphony. In this deeply intimate documentary, musician John Baptiste attempts to compose the symphony as his wife, writer Suleika Jayad, undergoes cancer treatment. It never. Uh, so this is a documentary, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that when I yeah. first started reading about it. And then I was like, oh, this is real? Yeah. yeah. And the, the song got a lot more weight to it when that sure. happened. Sure. Truly. It really is beautiful. It's a good song. Um, oh, I'm, I'm just yes. sorry. Wajaji, a song for my people from Killers of the Flower right. Moon. I think I might have. Oil, greed, murder, Scorsese, this song. see myself jamming to this as I'm on Spotify. So in the movie, this part, I was like, cool, this is actually really kind of cool to see this cultural phenomenon. The fact they got nominated for original song and compared to the other ones, I was like... I was waiting for the Kendrick Lamar hip hop to jump in. When Peaches wasn't even nominated. Peaches, 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 Peaches. Whoa. Travesty. Whoa. They could have had Ryan Gosling and Jack Black up on stage singing this year. Yeah. What? That, 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 what? Seriously, that song, the, the song for my people, it's it's six minutes long and it's very repetitive. Yeah. And what was I made for from Barbie? Taking a drive, what if we did the Lego movie, but gave it a more heavy-handed message? Billy No, seriously, my impression of the song is... 
man, I really didn't like where they took James Bond in this one. Like I thought, <laughs> yeah, right. The same, same. She has her opportunity to win her second Oscar after after having no won time for, to die. Wow, no die. yeah. And guess yeah. what? She's gonna. She is because going this to. is the one they're gonna choose. Is I'm just Ken, the the banger of the soundtrack. It's gonna be this rea- the biggest reaction at the Oscars when they perform it live. One hundred percent. But they're going for the emotional pick, the song that's actually a song, and that is this song. And people need to remember that. The performance at the Oscars has absolutely no way to bearing on no, the actual truly, voting. People not. think, oh, the performance was so much better on the other song. It doesn't matter. The but, votes are locked in days before. But also thematically, the song does fit the movie very well. So uh, I think it does tap into the heart of the movie. It comes at a good place in the mm-hmm. movie. And I love when you hear the original song in the movie. It's, yeah. I, I hate when they have, oh, this was nominated because it was at the very, very end. Right. Like yeah. the Lady Gaga song in yeah. Maverick. The like, credits that no one watched. Barely there. Like, what are we talking about? So yeah. the fact that it not only was in the movie, it added to the scene, to the moment. Um, and it's, I think it's a pretty decent song. So It actually is. I would not, I would actually be better with this winning than when she won for James Bond. Okay. That was. Yeah. I think that wasn't. But deserved. we're all agreeing. It's going to be totally. what was I made for by Billie Eilish. Yes. Either way, Barbie's going to win it. But it'll be what was I made for. All right. Now we are into the big four. First, our actor in a leading role. We have Bradley Cooper from Maestro. An American composer acts like a rock star. Not even Bradley Cooper's best role this year. Rocket Raccoon. Oh. Mm, that was a powerful right. performance. He wasn't even in time when Leonard he was conducting. He was not even. Oh. Quit hating the movie. I hate it so much. Coleman Domingo from Rustin. The only nomination for this one, so we yeah. got to give the synopsis. Activist Bayard Rustin faces racism and homophobia as he helps change the course of civil rights history by orchestrating the 1963 March on Washington. Oh, two orchestra conductors. Oh, yeah. Orchestra. orchestra. <laughs> yeah, orchestra. Yeah, yeah. Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers. A contact lens makes Paul Giamatti somehow look even more strange. Christmas with the Crankies. <laughs> I, that's my next one! Dang it, okay. <laughs> Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer. J. Robert finally shows his explosive personality. Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Optimus Prime? Let's <laughs> <laughs> Megatron. Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction. Felix Leiter is on a secret mission to fool the gullible with his novel. American Fiction is a genre of books found at Barnes & Noble. Jeffrey Wright played Felix Slater. Uh, no, I knew that one. Yeah. 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 He got that. Yeah, he's in the yeah. Batman. He was fixed yeah. like he was Bar- in the Batman. Barnes and Noble. The front runners for this one are Paul Giamatti, who has won quite a few awards, and Killian Murphy. I could definitely see a world where the Academy gives Paul Giamatti the, the win. He has he won, won Best Actor at the Golden Globes yeah. for uh, Best Actor Comedy or Musical. But we talked about it in Snubs. Never and won he, an Oscar. He also beat Killian Murphy at the Critics' Choice Awards. I think because he didn't win anything for Lady in the Water, they're finally going to give him his Lady in the wow. Water? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Sideways. <laughs> I know. Come on. Well, and I, I'm going to give it to Killian Murphy here. He he led the pack, and, he, and I want to point this out. Eight of the last 13 Best Actor Oscars have gone to someone playing a real-life figure. I think Oppenheimer is the real life figure here. Yeah, but even when the movie has won a lot in award season, sometimes he hasn't. Sometimes he True. hasn't really been noticed. This will be. This is his very first nomination. But and I, I th- want him th- to win. This particular category, though, has real chances for upsets every yeah. year. Yeah. Except for Bradley Cooper. I want Killian to win, and so I have to vote for him. So we're both voting for Killian yep. Murphy. Zach? I want Paul Giamatti to win. I literally paused the movie while we were watching it, turned to my wife and said, I needed to make it very clear. I like Paul Giamatti very much. And I enjoyed him in this role yeah. a lot. But Killian Murphy... paused the movie to tell your wife that? I like him a lot. Did she tell you to stop talking during movies? <laughs> she, said, she said, why? <laughs> you can't just let the movie play and say that? Yeah. No. 
That's why that's I watch a movies. That's a possible comment. It is sure not that's why, a possible comment. That's why content. I watch at home. <laughs> Killian Murphy, though, is the odds-on favorite, and so I will go with Killian Murphy. Now we have actress in a leading role, Annette Benning. Yet. <laughs> will she win? Yet. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. A smart woman somehow falls for a very ugly version of Leonardo DiCaprio. Sandra. Like, it's like the picture was Leonardo DiCaprio on yeah. Tinder, and then she met him. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah. fuck left. Yeah. yeah. Sandra Huller, Anatomy of a Fall. L.S. Coupabel. You know, Sandra Huller is quickly becoming one of the great comedic actors of our time mm-hmm. between Andrew, Anatomy of a Fall and Zone of Interest. Zone of Interest. Woof. Carrie Mulligan, Maestro. A guy cheats on his wife a lot, and she's oddly okay with it. Emma Stone, Poor Things. Frankenstone. Oof. Bella Baxter's a bad girl. This is the divisive category that may change and break brackets. Mm-hmm. Because early on, Lily Gladstone had everyone's hearts. The role is a very muted role. Yeah. She gets plenty of screen time. It's I three was and a half hour really movie. impressed with her. And she was the front runner. But then Emma Stone just started winning everything. To an annoying point, I think. She, but she's winning everything in the lesser awards, if I may is say. Is she? Okay. If I may say so. I truly believe that Lily Gladstone's performance is the, the standout performance of Killers of the Flower Moon. Because she has, not only does she play kind of this unique type character, mm-hmm. but she has a range she gets to play where it's like, you know, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but basically she's, she gets to act. She gets to, to, to have her fun with acting. Right. And I really appreciated that. Also, uh, she is the first indigenous American actress to be nominated for this award for Best Actress. And it could be a reason to win. It could be. Academy does Truly. like that kind of thing. And They're like checking the boxes. I really appreciate Annette Benning for Nyad. Yeah. I, I think that's a, uh, just a, a nice tip of the cap. And she's never won either. Yeah, exactly. That's, I just, now there's Carrie Mulligan. She's been nominated a lot. Really like her, her, her time will come. I don't think this is now, but her time will come. So what are you voting for? Lily Gladstone. <sighs> the Lily. odds are barely favoring Lily Gladstone. I am doing Lily as well. Over so this is, one, this is one where it's going to be Emma Stone and we're all going to be mad. It's going to be Emma Stone, probably. Um, or, again, this is a category that come out of left field and, and it could be... Sandra you know, Huller. Yeah, Sandra Huller. I don't know. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis won this last year, right? Or was that supporting? Hot dog supporting. Yeah. 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 Now we have directing. That's just... That's the category. Directing. Just, just about directors. That's just, why they call it Directing. Justine Triet, Anatomy of a Fall. Ah, Who done it? A French film that makes an impact at the Oscars. Oh, <laughs> same thing. I really like this movie. Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon. A full season of TV without Netflix asking if you're still watching. I said, no one tells Marty Scorsese no. He'll make this movie as long as he wants. Exactly. Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer. Nolan Go Boom. Yorgos Lanthimos, Four Things. His name was created in a random word generator. <laughs> Right? This is the lobster. This Say is Yorgos Lanthimos 10 times fast. Yorgos Lanthimos. Oh, demons. <laughs> One time. He did the lobster, right? Yeah. Oh, I just realized that. Don't say that like it's a good thing. Ooh. Jonathan Glazer, The Zone of Interest. Don't zone out or you'll miss things. Oh, no. Ken's got, Ken's got his bad pun smile. Oh, no. So it's The Zone of Interest, right? What's this about? Oh, no. Don't have too much high expectations. No, that was too sloppy to be offensive. Uh, okay, good. Good. Uh, they can sell. <laughs> okay, so directing. So it's it's probably Nolan's year. 
I think he's far and away the favorite. How could it not He's only be? been nominated for Best Director once before this that's, for Dunkirk. That's, it's like they're picking on him. It's like the Oscars don't want him to Mar- win. Martin Scorsese has nine nominations, but only one win for The Department. What if Yorgos Lanthimos wins? Well, that, then that's my question. How, what is it going to take for Nolan to not win this? How are these guys going to actually take the win? If Poor Things has like full steam ahead and has been winning the award so far, I won't even count on Nolan winning. I'll just be like, whatever, I'm done watching. I'll yeah. be upset. The, the the fall of Oppenheimer will, will be known early on if yes. it happens. Yeah. He, he could still win Best Picture. He fully deserves this. This may be like, and honestly, he deserves it for this movie. It's one of his masterpieces, but it could be like a legacy win for him for how he has not been recognized before. I'm not saying people even need an Oscar, but it's also silly in the celebration of film that they have not awarded Nolan anything. In fact, have slided him many times. So I'm, I'm saying Nolan. Yeah. I'm saying Nolan as well. I just okay. wonder what it's what who can unseat him if it's possible. Martin Scorsese could as a legacy. Okay. Yours Lanthimos would be that one random one where you're like, what? Yeah. He is far like the far and away the favorite, according to the odds that I found. Um, with poor thing Yorgos Lanthimos being kind of, you know, like he again, distant second. Yeah. So we'll second place is first loser, Yorgos. Yeah. Just, yeah. Shake, no fear. Shake and bake. <laughs> and finally, we have Best Picture. American fiction. Don't believe everything that you read. You get a parking violation and a maggot on your sleeve. Anatomy of a Fall. Splat. Barbie. Girl Doll Power. The Holdovers. National Lampoon's Christmas Staycation. <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon. Oily Leo. I put Redacted Jacob Song. <laughs> Oh, that's a callback. That's a callback. Redacted. Maestro. Leonard Bernstein. He puts the poser in composer. Oppenheimer. It's the bomb. I just said boom. Getting shorter each time. Past lives. Love with an expiration date. A Korean movie based on the music of Garth Brooks. Remember the dance? Remember Unanswered Prayers? (laughs) I love this movie. Poor Things. She's alive. Alive! The Zone of Interest. I wreck it. I don't love it. No. Why? I mean, come on. I, uh. I put Big Brother Nazi House uh, because that's literally what they called it because they just put cameras up around the building and let the actors act themselves. It feels wrong. It feels wrong. production, that's what they call it. That's what they call it. Okay. Okay, best picture. This is our last one. Yes. We've talked a lot about these movies. I talked about how much I'm voting for this movie every time it's nominated, and I think the clear winner is Oppenheimer. This is the movie of the year. I know Barbie is like the bigger success story. But I mean, this movie is made for, I think, about $100 million. And by that, I mean Oppenheimer with the cast it had. And it's a biopic about the guy who created a bomb. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't really like what's going on here. But somehow, it's pulled off masterfully. Uh, I liked Oppenheimer a lot. Yeah. I didn't love it. I thought the runtime, I thought the politics bogged it down a bit. Sure. Is this a movie that, that one loves, though? That's what I was going to say. I think that's say. what makes it but, an, an and, Oscar and winner. Zone of Interest, do, my, really. so out of the ones I've seen, the five I've seen, Zone of Interest is probably the highest scoring because it affected me so much. Yeah. I got done and I just felt like just empty and sad. Sure. Because it just really tugs at your heart. because you haven't seen Past Life. Oh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that one. And you'll like it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm going with Oppenheimer. That is that is like the, the clear winner in my research I was doing. It already won... Uh, at AFI, the Golden Globes, Critic Choice Award, the BAFTAs, the SAG Awards, and the production uh, PGAs, the Production Guild uh, Awards as well. It, it's sweeping all the other awards. So, so if it doesn't sweep, if it doesn't win this one, I'll be surprised. And as far as the odds go, Oppenheimer has got it by a by a wise 
it's way ahead. Okay. Which is weird because I wouldn't expect like I wouldn't expect the Academy to be pushing this movie to the forefront. I'll tell you honestly. what I think this is a movie that is deserving of all its nominations, mm-hmm. but it also is a very popular choice. Mm-hmm. So they, it's been a while. How, how rare? I mean, has it's been twenty years? Yeah. since this happened, where a movie that was deserving of Best Picture also made a ton of money. What was that one? Return of the King. Oh, okay. so I think for that reason alone, it could. It honestly could lose in a lot of the categories sure. and still get Best Picture. It okay, could. it could. Um, like it could, it's, it's got poor things right there. Poor things is, is, you know, the, the second choice here, it's, it's in second place. It could turn into like, if they have their everything everywhere, all at once brain on poor things could take this, but it's for me, I think Oppenheimer makes sense with the way this year has gone in movies. Do you have any other thoughts about our best picture nominees i wish past lives was nominated for best director as well because it's her first film ever and it's incredible i freaking love the movie it is my heart choice yeah it's good there's no way it's winning this no it's got very very long odds the only one longer is maestro which sucks yeah so there we go there are our predictions but our predictions may not be correct even though we've done all the research uh, you may have a chance as well. So don't forget to go to BaconCell.com, look for the Oscar ballot, and fill it out before Sunday, this coming Sunday. You know, by Saturday, you can still do it. Uh, but then you could have a chance to win a $50 gift certificate to your local movie theater and see some of these movies or none of these movies. It's up to you. But let us know on Instagram. Let us know on Twitter. Let us know on Facebook if you agree with our decisions or if you don't. Because we enjoy hearing from you on those social media platforms. Now, before we go, we'd like to thank our patrons. So first, from the I'm the Listener category, we have, wow, dude, it was a G.I. Jane joke, Scott Sprague, Taylor Sanderson, some guy, Sir and Madam Hicks, Shannon West, Ryan and Marley, Rocky and Steph, Lady Terry A. Finley, Juice, the Cooler King Swallow, Jennifer Kilkowski, Casey Cummings, Angela Plotz, Alicia Bass, Adam and Rachel, Rochelle, same thing, Crump, because <laughs> Rachel, Rochelle, Rochelle. Oh, and from the Bacon Council, we have the other Brit, Johnny English, the one, the only, Chris Anderson, Stephen, everyone's favorite, Ross, Star Wars expert, Kyler, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Nicole Decal, Her Royal Highness, Jessica Terry, Glow Clan Daniel, Debbie Foster, and Beaker. Thank you, patrons. You are the war is over, inspired by the music to our of John and Yoko. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long title. Yeah. It's a cumbersome title. I was going to say you're the poor to our things, but that feels rude. A little bit. Yeah, sorry. Um, that's why I don't do this. <laughs> but if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing at Quickwits. They perform at the Midville Performing Arts Center and possibly a new venue soon. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. You can find me at Twitter or Instagram at Kenny3DD. You can read my movie reviews at ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Tumbling Mustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Please like that Facebook page and go to at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. And when you've done that, go to tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale and get yourself some merch. And then if you like what's going on here and you want to support us further, visit patreon.com slash Bacon Sale, where you can get behind the scenes bacon bits, among other things. Support starts at just $3 a month. And uh, we tried to keep a short bacon bit and it didn't work. Happens every we try. Week. We try. Yeah. We just talk a lot. Patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, oh, I found another leaked Jimmy Kimmel joke. Oh. Joke, quote unquote. <laughs> There's been a lot of talk about Barbie being snubbed. Barbie, everybody. Barbie, come on, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Personally, I think it's deserved. This makes up for all the times my sister snubbed me when I asked to play with their Barbies. <laughs> I'm going to snap you. People don't care about the mountains. <gasps> 
Remember when Brokeback didn't win? Snub. <laughs> Brokeback Mountain Standard yes. Time? Now, <laughs> no one is allowed to vote on Sunday, according to uh, Sabbath Law. So you time math. Ken okay. votes with his heart. Yeah. I think she might be the first woman in a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> I like that part where she, Chevy... when she turned to the camera and lectured me specifically. Guys, what were they talking about? What were they talking Einstein? about? What were you talking about me? I can't say notorious. Notorious. No, no. Notorious. I'm going to do this whole thing in French. It sounds funnier. I'm glad I told you guys the joke before I started doing it. <laughs> That's really going to help the comedy. Love here. it. Joel, I want you to say it this way. Okay. Say it with a, say it with a French accent exactly. the whole time. Okay. A la Lumiere. Exactly. Got it. Great idea. Joel, take credit. Joel, do that. <laughs> Jerks. The $300 million Marvel movie looked good. Finally. Mario Paul. Mario Paul. Mario Paul. I want to emphasize that differently. <laughs> I mean, you're getting there. We yeah. would have caught on. Yeah, but I want people to go, what? <laughs> Creepy. We got a poltergeist. There's a part where Bradley Cooper is supposed to be old, but he's not wearing pants and his legs look very young. Oh no, Ken's got, Ken's got his bad pun smile. What, is, what was the joke? Wait, do it again, Ken. We'll react. No, it's not. Ken, it's too late. Do it again. We'll react. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Again. I was actually looking at me like, do I have a funny one for that? And I don't. Try, try it again. Nope. Do it again. <laughs> no, we already moved on. No, we didn't. <laughs> Zach, do it again. We, <laughs> no, <I'm not> gonna, <laughs> we have to react. Read the next one.